welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. Mad Mob episode. Oh, what am I doing episode? It's week two. Uh, it's week two. We're covering the one o'clock games um, for upcoming week two. Uh, the one o'clock games and the Thursday game, which is probably going to be the game of the week to watch. Um, uh, I hope y'all's week one went well. Mine went very mediocre. Uh, how'd y'all do? I won more than I lost. I think I went five and three this week, mostly because Mike Williams and Allen Robinson dropped duds for me. I was uh, I was over. I was over nine. Ouch! How? Wait, yeah. you lost in every league? Oh, uh, that's not. I, I won one. I'm sorry. I was one for eight. Yeah, man. I had um, I had CD Lamb in some leagues. I had T Higgins in just about every league. I had Darnell Mooney. Uh, I had some duds, man. Wow. Uh, I was rough start. Two and two. Uh, if we want to count, uh, if we want to count our two ball, I was three and two. I don't know that we can. I really... mean, I counted it. Uh, five and three, five and three for the week, okay. counting all leagues. Three and two. Um, yeah, same thing. You know, I had Darnell Mooney drop a dud for me and all this. Uh, Mad Mob, this is uh, the biggest distraction of all time. Get out of here, kiddo. I, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, that's. I have a thought, man. You know, in a dynasty leagues, which we got, you know, we're in a bunch of dynasties. You can't really evaluate a season, right? Because you're either contending or you're not. And if you're not contending, who cares if you win or lose, right? It, I mean, the, in a in a dynasty focus. startup, I feel like you should everybody should be contending. Should be equal playing field, or you can just start selling off your players and acquiring picks from the jump, like uh, D Swan over here. Hey, boys, value came knocking. I opened the door. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't blame you for the guys you've given. You've given up. Essentially, Brandon Cooks, AJ Dillon, and a couple turds for some first rounders, and uh, Godwin Olave, and uh, yeah. All right, uh, just a just a quick update, Mad Mob, going into uh, week two. Uh, Keenan Allen is ruled out for this Sunday um, hamstring injury. Uh, Donald Donald Parham is out with a hamstring injury. So uh, Goni's Goni's boy Gerald Everett, um, uh, less less of a split next game. Uh, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones were non-participants in practice today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey sat out, but don't don't fret. Uh, he was just resting, and I think that's definitely what you need to do. I mean, he played a full game, so he's probably wore out, and his body's probably on the brink of death. Uh, DeAndre practice. Swift sat out of practice. Ankle, I think that's more of a cautionary thing. I don't think he's uh, in any danger to miss. Um, Najee was limited uh, with his foot. Same thing. I think it's more of a precautionary thing. T. Higgins is still questionable this week, um, but they say he is progressing nicely through concussion protocol. Um, Michael Gallup and Alan Lazard were both limited participants in their practices. Um, I, I'm going to assume that Michael Gallup is going to miss this week, but Alan Lazard we will keep a closer eye on um, to see if he'll be showing up this week, uh, and he will be much needed and very welcome on on that offense. Uh, so that's a little injury update uh, as of today. If anything else happens, um, of course, we have an episode coming out Friday morning as well. So we will let you know what happens in uh, the Thursday practices. Uh, so let's let's jump into let's talk about this Thursday game. Um, the game of the week, dude. This game, this game is going to be great. Um, it's Chargers at Chiefs. 
Um, Chiefs minus four, the over under set at 54. Uh, what do y'all think about this one? I like the, I'm open. hoping for a shootout. Like I'm, yeah, uh, it looks excellent on paper, but we said the same thing last week about the bills and the Rams, I believe it was, and it was one-sided. So let's hope for fireworks. Let's hope for a shootout. Let's hope we get the over uh, on the 54 point over under for sure. Bills Rams was a shootout. It's just only, only one side had guns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The other one had slingshots. Squirt pistols. Yeah, I was I was gonna say something less than slingshots. Slingshots at least do damage sometimes if you put rocks in there. They had like those little hornets we shot as kids. Yeah. Josh Allen came out with AR fifteens and Uzis. Don't don't bring hornets to a gunfight. Yeah, no. negative. Do you all think feel like Thursday games are more higher scoring or lower scoring? I need to do like an analysis on that. I'm not sure, but the the schedule guys got it right so far for these first two Thursday games this year, so they're they're putting in good work over there. Keep them coming. Yeah, I, hey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's in your flex. Don't worry about Eckler; he'll be fine. Mike Williams is starting. If he's loaded not, but now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, loaded. Like they came like out. Wayne said though. Go ahead, Goni. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I was gonna say like like you mentioned before, man. Gerald Everett, uh, I like him in this game. I picked him up on waivers. Cole Komet was one of my other tight ends, and I also had Irv Smith in a league. And I like Gerald Everett to be the number three target uh, in the offense behind Eckler and Mike Williams this week. But I also like Josh Palmer as a kind of deep sleep play if you are a Keenan Allen owner or if you're in a pinch or something like that. Hopefully you snagged him off waiver wires or he's still there and you you have something to go to because he'll be lining up as the number two man this week. Yeah, and, and Mike Williams, they said they were going to get Mike Williams more involved. Um, coaches came out and said that. Uh, don't, don't worry, Mike Williams owners. He's not going to – I think what we saw out of him week one is the worst we're going to see out of him. Um, honestly, same goes with A-Rob, but we'll discuss that uh, for that game. But, yeah, I, I MVS is another one that's kind of on the fence. He had a pretty – he had a decent game. Um, probably didn't start for anybody, but I'm excited to see him in a true shootout. I know the Chiefs scored over 40 points, but he looked good. I mean, for a bench guy, Travis Kelsey obviously went nuts. I'm I'm excited to see how Patrick Mahomes handles this Khalil Mack Joey Bosa pass rush. He didn't really have that uh, going against the Cardinals. That's why if I'm picking this game, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the points here in a divisional matchup. But I'm also leaning towards the under. I know that sounds crazy with two great offenses, and I think Austin Eckler's gonna be good. I just think that that Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, Derwin James, all of them will do a better job of containing that offense. So that's why I'm I'm going to take the points with the Chargers, and I'm going to take the under, but I would never bet it. I just hope that that both of these teams spread the ball around so equitably the first game. I mean, are we going to get an alpha receiver on either of these teams all year besides Kelsey? Probably not for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes himself came out and said that, sorry, fantasy guys, it's 
it's going to be a way different offense than you're used to this year. We're going to have someone get the big game pretty much every week. Kelsey, obviously, he's locked into your lineups. He's probably going to be the number one target consistently all year. But the rest of the guys, man, it might just be a pick-your-poison kind of game. If you have them, throw them in there, hope for the best in these favorable matchups. But, Wayne, I agree with you on that. I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers with the points. And I am also going to take the under uh, solely on the basis that whenever we seem to get matchups like these, everyone always thinks there's going to be a, you know, Rams Chiefs classic like there was a couple of years ago. Where it was like 54 to 51 or something like that. And they usually disappoint a little for the over under. So I'll take that as well. Might be I'd say it'll get into the, get into the 40s or so. But, yeah, that's that's my pick. I'm taking the over, man. Uh, Chargers secondary did not look good against Las Vegas. Fair enough. Next game, we have Miami Dolphins at Baltimore Ravens, minus three and a half. Um, the over-under is set at 44 and a half. Mm, this game's – I don't know about this one, man. I mean, what's my – I don't know what either team is right after week one. Baltimore got the Jets, um, who did Jets things. I don't really have any read. Is J.K. Dobbins playing this week? Have we heard? He's practicing right now. He he logged a full practice today. He's progressing. I think he really just missed out on the game last week. Like, if if there was if the season started this week, I think he would play. That being said, as of right now, I think that he will suit up on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, obviously, I love Tyreek Hill. I love Chase Edmonds in this matchup. I think Baltimore is going to get pressure on uh, on Tua. Waddle, I, I'm a little I'm a little worried about your playing Waddle if you have, but I'm, I'm a little concerned after week one in this target share uh, in the offense. Um, I'm a little worried about Rashad Bateman, too. I don't think I'm playing any Ravens receiver, including DuVernay. Uh, Dolphins have a pretty nice secondary. Uh, so, for me, it's the usual suspects here, Andrews Hill and uh, Chase Edmonds. Probably Waddle. I'm I'm not even playing Chase Edmonds. Not a big fan of him. Just wasn't wasn't very um, wasn't very good on the ground. Solely uh, reception dependent, and I'm just not sure that he's going to get that. I agree with you. Devin Duvernay is not week week one. He went nuts, obviously, with his two touchdowns. I just don't think that's something that you can depend on to happen on a week to week basis. Um, the Dolphins are a lot better than the Jets. That doesn't need to be said. The Dolphins also whooped the Ravens last year. So, a revenge game? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think Tyreek Hill is a must-play, obviously. Jalen Waddle's a must-play. J.K. Dobbins, if, if you have him. I'm still sitting Devin DuVernay. Uh, give me... Give me the Dolphins plus three and a half and give me the over. Yeah, I'm going to take Dolphins plus three and a half as well, but I'm going to take the under on this one. I I don't really think Lamar gets very much done. The Dolphins have one of the best cornerback tandems in the game with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Their defense looked really good last week. I know they were playing against the Patriots, but their their defense looked great. They got to the quarterback a lot. They forced turnovers. They they stopped a lot of the run game. And, I mean, 
I'm I'm playing all the same guys that you were talking about. I wouldn't play Chase Edmonds either personally, but uh, I'm locking up Waddle. I'm locking up Tyreek Hill. Lamar, you have to play, and Andrews. I think Andrews eats this week without a doubt. So that's my pick for this week. That's my I, thing. I, Devin Duvernay isn't going to get those touchdowns. Those touchdowns go to Mark Andrews most of the time. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews will be fine. I, I like Edmonds for the receiving game, man. I mean, <laughs> Baltimore is going to pressure Miami, right? We we know that. I like the. Uh, the release valve in this game. I don't. I don't want him for the run game. I want him for the receiving. Four for four last week. Mostert had one target. He's by himself in the backfield. I mean, you saw what Michael Carter and Brees Hall did fantasy wise against the Ravens last week. Their quarterback is also like fifteen years older. You know what we say about the old quarterbacks, man? Check down, Charlie's. I know, dude, but two is not exactly mobile. He's mobile enough. He's okay. he's more mobile than Joe Flacco. I, I I like Chase Evans in the flex. You're you're more mobile than Joe Flacco, begs. I don't know, man. I'm I'm winded going up the steps these days. <laughs> Joe Flacco probably is too. <laughs> uh, next game uh, on the slate: New York Jets at Cleveland Browns. Disgusting. Browns minus six over under is set at forty. Wow. I believe Joe Flacco is getting the start in this one as well. So a uh, an incredible game, Joe Flacco against Jacoby Brissett. Gonna be nuts. It's at Cleveland. I what? okay. It's minus uh, the plus minus is six and a half. Give give me the points here. Give me the Jets plus six and a half. I I f- have a lot of trouble taking the under when it's at forty. So give me the. Over? No, give me the under because I think the Browns' defense is going to hold the Jets to no points, and the Browns' offense isn't great by any means. Obviously, Sauce Gardner he had he had a he had a great um, he had a great week one. He did pretty solid. I think he only had gave up like one reception for like eight yards, so he did solid. Give give me. I can't believe I'm saying this on forty points, but give me the under. Give me give me the Jets plus six and a half. Um, give me the under. Uh, Michael Carter, people, I don't know what to make of them. I, I don't trust them personally. There's really not anybody outside of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that I'm looking to start here. It's just not a fun game, both from an NFL perspective and a fantasy perspective. I would I would fire up your Michael Carters and Brees Hall's for another round this week just based off of what we saw last week Joe Flacco he threw for over 300 yards I mean he was getting it done he was checking it down a whole lot with Joe Flacco behind center uh, I would like to flex I'd be willing to flex uh, a Carter or a Brees Hall if you have them Uh, temper the expectations though the Browns defense is very good I'm going to take the Jets though plus six to cover the spread same with Wayne and I'm going to take the over just because of uh, this game is expected to be a low scoring game. So I'm just going against popular opinion with it. And I'm going to I'm going to take the over. I think it's a little higher scoring from both sides than than we expect. I, I'm anticipating like a like a 24 13 final score. Right, right. Yeah. Fire up the running backs and no one else. 
No, nobody else. Yeah. For for both. Give me give me the Browns laying the six and a half and, and give me the over. I think Browns are shaking off the Baker rust. And Baker didn't look good, man, in Carolina. He may have just been that bad. Uh, I'm with you. I like I like Michael Carter more than I like Brees Hall. Uh, he clearly was on the field more than Brees, but I'm okay with either. I don't like Elijah Moore this week against Denzel Ward, but I don't mind uh, Garrett Wilson, surprisingly, in a deep league. Um, you saw what Robbie Anderson did to the Browns as the wide receiver, too, last week. And the same logic, I think, applies. I don't mind Donovan Peoples-Jones, again, in a deep, deep league. Uh, Baltimore got behind uh, the Jets secondary three times. Three big pass plays. Fair enough. Uh, if the Browns win here, they start 2-0 and with Jacoby Brissett. Could be taking advantage of a easy schedule until they get their stud. Next game. I think I saw a stat. Well, just one little quick tidbit. I yeah. think I saw a stat last week as the Browns were winning. It came across the TV that I believe it was the first time They'd started one and zero on a season since like two thousand four. <laughs> that sounds seriously. Very, that's a very brown that's stat. Incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wonder when the last time they started two and zero was. No t- Jim Brown days, probably. <laughs> uh, the next one, next game on this slate, is the Commanders at Lions. Lions minus one and a half. The over under at a respectable forty nine. I'm I'm going with the over, and I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, I think they bounce back. I think I might be playing everybody I have in this game. Um, the way Detroit's defense looked and the way Jacksonville uh, really had success moving the ball. They didn't put the points on the board. I uh, love Amon Raw. I like Curtis Samuel, who might be Debo Light this year. I mean, he got four carries out of the backfield. You'd love to see it. I think McLaurin bounces back in a big way. I mean, we, don't, we saw – uh, Detroit give up a lot of big plays to Philly. Um, man, I'm playing Carson Wentz this week. I'm streaming him. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me, he says. I, I believe I also saw that the Lions going into this game have been the underdog in the Vegas line for 24 straight games until this week. So with that being said, I'm taking the Lions. Absolutely taking the Lions this week. They're a gritty team. We've talked about it plenty of times. They play all kinds of teams well. They just can't seem to do enough to get it done. But I don't, at its core, I don't think the commanders are those dudes, at least not yet. So I'm taking the Lions to win this game straight up with the points. And give me give me the over. Give me the over. I'll, I'll definitely take that. I expect a high-scoring affair. I think Amon Ra shows out again. I think DeAndre Swift, if he suits up, this looks excellent for him. Gibson, just just echoing everything Beg said. I'm firing up pretty much everyone I have here. Agreed. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, I'm playing everybody. These aren't two uh, stout defenses going at each other. Carson Wentz looked great. Uh, I'm with you on that, Begley. He looked really good week one. It was the Jaguars, but but still, they Ron Rivera kind of gave him the keys to the offense and let him sling it. Antonio Gibson did well. We all know that Jahan Dotson, two touchdowns. Terry McLaurin did good. Curtis Samuel did good. Uh, I'm firing them all up. I agree. Lions the same. 
I'm probably going to pivot away from Jamal Williams. I don't think he vultures those touchdowns as much. That's kind of like if a, he starts though. If that man starts, I, if D Swift, if D Swift is out, yeah, no question. Yeah. I agree, hundred percent. If D Swift is out, then yeah, Jamal Williams absolutely should be in your starting lineup. I just yeah, I, just echoing what you all said. Amon Ra, I think Hawkinson has a better week this week. I who do I want to pick in this one though? Everything in me always says the Lions, man, because they got a good team. And every game they play, they lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. But every game they play is so close. That being said, give me the Commanders. <laughs> Man. Give me the Commanders. Give me the over. These these two offenses are on another tier than what their defenses are at. I, I take the over. Give me Washington because Detroit just can't seem to figure it out at the end of the game. And I don't know why. And I hate it for them. I love Love the head coach. I just, I, I want to see the Lions be successful for some reason. I just feel so bad for a fan base and a team that is so close week in and week out, just never gets it. You know, you watch a Jacksonville game or like an Atlanta game, and the stadium's half empty all the time. People show out in Detroit, man. Like people want them to win. It's a great fan base, just like Cleveland. Yeah, they they, they love their sports. Yeah, and you want to root for an underdog. Like you, you want to root for an underdog, especially when your team has had as much success as you know the Patriots have, or the Buccaneers recently with Tom Brady, or I guess the Cowboys twenty-five years ago. You know, you kind of <laughs> want to root for these. Teams, I don't talk man. to him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't remember that. He was. He was but a wee lad. Stop it. Well, a wee lad. All right. Uh, next game is the Colts. At Jacksonville, Indianapolis, minus four, over-under, set at 45.5. I am in a mind pretzel over this one, so I'm just going to let you all go with it. Give me the give me the Colts and give me the over. Matt Ryan was surprisingly bad last week. I think he bounces back. From a fantasy perspective, I love every Colt you've got. Pittman, um, I don't like Mo Alley. Kylan Granson got a lot more snaps. And I'll, actually, about, I think, three times more routes than Mo Alley Cox did. I like Hines. I like Taylor, obviously. But I love Christian Kirk. And I love Zay Jones this week. Those are two guys that I'm finding. I'm getting into my lineup if I got Zay Jones. Um, hmm. I mean, he got, he got eight targets. Um, you know, fantasy pro football focus actually has him as having 21 expected fantasy points last week, which is just a measure of based on the volume they got. This is how many points they should have scored. Um, I think ETN bounces back too. I think Robinson was a little counterfeit last week. Yeah, I think I think the pendulum sways a little more towards the ETN side this game going around. I'm taking the Colts. Colts minus four. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, he moved the ball. He had 352 yards passing last week, but they just couldn't get it done for some reason against Houston. Jonathan Taylor crushed as well. Pittman, like... I just don't know what the deal was and how that happened to play to a tie. But coming into this game, I mean, Alec Pierce is questionable. He, the the rookie wide receiver that they drafted, it could be it could be Paris Campbell time. It could be Paris Campbell You're time. You're begging Pitt. for Paris Campbell to be that guy, dude. I, I want him to be successful so bad. I, I wouldn't necessarily play him this week, but he's definitely on watch as in early waiver wire pickup for next week. 
Fair enough. Man. Give me Zay Jones, boys. I'm, I'm playing my flag on this week. All right, playing Zay flag Jones. On. That's, Zay that's Jones. the I'm right out. wide receiver two to have. I'm is out. that a DFS spoiler for you? It probably, it probably is, honestly. All right, let's hold him to it. Lock it in. Well, we know how Begley is with his words sometimes. <laughs> uh, give me the Colts minus four. The Jags are awful. And give me the over. I think the Colts come out just absolutely firing away. Matt Ryan didn't play terribly. I mean, he went 32 for 50. He just only one touchdown and a pick. Uh, 50 pass attempts in this run-first offense is a lot. Uh, that You're right. Paris Campbell could come out. Mo Alley-Cox, uh, that bodes very well for Michael Pittman. That's a lot of pass attempts uh, and can produce a lot of fantasy success for several receivers on that offense. I I don't know about the pendulum swinging for ETN. James Robinson looks good. Do you pivot off of a guy just because? Like, do you pivot to Travis ETN just because you drafted him and he's healthy now? I think you have to. I think if they did, that would be a very Jags thing. James Robinson looked good. I, I think it stays. I think it kind of stays where it's at until James Robinson gives them a reason. To swing the pendulum, not to say, you know, if you drafted Travis Etienne uh, where his ADP was, you know, you have to start him. That being said, I'm I'm still not really holding hope for him to go nuts this week. Um, I think, if anything, it's still just a straight 50-50 between the two. Not, Not in love with Christian Kirk or anybody in this game. I'm starting every Colts offensive player that I can and just ETN and James Robinson really for the Jags. That's that's kind of where I'm at on this one. Next yep. next game we have uh the best team in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. It's Bucks minus two and a half over under set at forty four. Uh, I'll start on this one. It's my squad. 44, a little disrespectful, you know. I understand. Didn't do that great against the Cowboys. But y- you don't have to, you know. When you're way better than the Cowboys, when you know your team is going to dominate the other team, you kind of go in haphazardly, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks went into uh, Dallas and got on their side of the field, like, all game with ease, and then just – didn't do anything with it over there. That's not going to happen. Tom Brady's not going to let that happen this week. They're, they're going to convert a lot more. That being said, the Saints have the Bucks number. They it, it Kind of how the Dolphins are with the Pats. The, Do- the Saints always either split or sweep, honestly. It's division. Man. I couldn't, I couldn't remember games. the last time the Bucks swept the Saints. Jameis... Jameis look good. If we get fourth quarter Jameis, if we have to deal with fourth quarter Jameis all um all game, I'm a little nervous. I give me my bucks though. Give me my bucks and give me the over. I think this is gonna be I think Tom Brady's gonna he's gonna convert more when he's over there. If the Bucks are missing Julio and Chris Godwin, I'm less confident in this pick. If we have one or the other I'm more confident. I'm fine with, you know, Mike Evans, 
Julio and Russell Gage back there. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as fantasy purposes, Alvin Kamara is not going to have a good game. The Bucks have a good rush defense, and that's that's not me being biased at all. The Bucks really do have a good rush defense. So I'm looking for Alvin Kamara to have another mediocre game at best. That being said, we like to give up big plays. I think Jarvis Landry, I think after what he did this past game, he's earned a, start, a spot in a lot of starting lineups. In the flex, um, Michael Thomas, maybe. Maybe if you're kind of weak at, at wide receiver, I got to see it from him. Uh, I got to see it from him again. Uh, just those two touchdowns kind of in garbage time. Well, I, I know it wasn't garbage time because it was still very necessary for them to win the game. But he didn't do anything up until the fourth quarter when he caught those two touchdowns, which was very nerve-wracking. I got to see it from Michael Thomas again, but just the sheer target share that Jarvis Landry garnered that last week, uh, I think he's earned a spot uh, in in a starting lineup. I, I know I have him on the bench in one of my rosters. I, I think I'm going to slide him in there this week. Yeah, I'd, I'd flex Michael Thomas this week, to be honest with you. See if he you can would. ride the hot hand okay. score another touchdown. Definitely playing Jarvis Landry, just like you said, because of the volume. I'm playing Leonard Fournette. Uh, it's And I side with Wayne on it. I, I'm not starting Alvin Kamara this week at all. Uh, I, I just don't like it. I know that hurts for guys that drafted him because you probably drafted him in the second round or so. But it just it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It's a terrible matchup for him. And... I mean the defense the defense of the Saints last year or I'm um, last year last game wasn't very good so I'm rolling out Evans for sure I mean you're rolling him out every game but I would I would look at Julio in a flex spot if he can go and Godwin can't Yeah I don't <clears throat> Little Fortnite for me is a he's a PPR play um Saints front run defense was pretty stout I, I don't know that he's going to get the same running lanes as he got in Dallas but he's at least going to get the volume Mike Williams, or my, I'm sorry, Mike Evans against Lattimore. Mortal enemies. Mortal uh, enemies. Mortal enemies. I, I, you're playing Mike Evans, but you're a little worried. I, I think the wide receiver, too, for the Bucks is, is the guy I had this week. Whether that be Godwin or Julio, even Scotty Miller or Russell Gage, whichever one is the healthiest. And, and it's, <laughs> that's the guy I want. Um, I agree with you guys. I'm playing Michael Thomas. The Bucks look really good against Dallas in the slot, though. I mean, I, I get the Jarvis play and the volume. The CD lined up almost exclusively in the slot, and and they dominated. Well, uh, and and I I made this point uh, with the recap as well is that they you know they pulled a, a safety down, they pulled a safety down to help the second level with the slot because you had no burners. You know what I mean? Like you had nobody else to worry about as far as uh, Dallas receivers. So they were literally pulling safeties down to the second level to cover the slot. I, we can't do that. Now, Chris Olave isn't great, but he's a true receiver. Uh, decent draft capital. Plus you have Jarvis Landry, who's a seasoned guy who's got a lot of talent. And then Michael Thomas, a, a guy who, when last healthy, set records. I don't think – I think the Bucks are going to have to respect the deep ball – a little bit more in this, which which could uh, which could help the guys that are that are playing in the second level. Sure, that makes sense. I, my sneaky uh, streaming play this week is Juwan Johnson for the Saints. Ninety four percent route share, uh, 
last week. He's the receiving tight end I have in New Orleans. Olave or Jahan Dotson this week? Dotson. Olave or Josh Palmer this week against the Chiefs? Palmer. Olave or Devin Duvernay versus the Dolphins? Olave. All right. Just wanted a little gauge. <laughs> All right. Uh, did that, did everybody make their picks on that one? I don't know that I did, but I'm going Saints. I'm going the under. I think it's a defensive game. Bucks under. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next game we have uh, just just to make you all feel better. Uh, CBS Sports also took Saints and the under. Um, next game we have the Panthers at Giants. Ugh. Uh, Giants favorite minus two. Uh, over under is at forty three and a half. Boys, does Saquon do it again? Did you see, did you see what Carolina gave up to Hunt and Chubb last week? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley got got more overall share than any other running back in the league last week. He doesn't come off the field. Saquon's an absolute must play. Tip of the cap to everybody who had the huevos to draft this man this year. Thanks for not listening to us. The the season's <laughs> early. The season's young. Season is young. That is true. But if you if you have him, then you're very, very happy. You're obviously going to throw him in there again. You're going to – I mean, really, if you drafted him, you're going to play him every single game this season more than likely. Christian McCaffrey, I look for a better game for him this week uh, up against the Giants. If Robbie Anderson, what do you do with Robbie Anderson? Do you play him this week in a flex? I don't hate it. If you have to, I don't. I don't hate it. He's not my first choice, but he might be my second. Michael Thomas or Robbie Anderson? Michael Thomas. I might Bucks. go. I, I, I think the Bucks defense is for real. Okay. I'm going to go Giants over. Again, I just I, I don't think these defenses are that great. I think Saquon goes nuts again. Um, I agree with you, Begley. He just uh, the Panthers. Just I don't know what's going on with them, other than they just are not very good. I think DJ Moore bounces back. Calm down, everybody. DJ Moore is going to be okay. Sixteen points this game. Sixteen points. Calling it. Sixteen Calling points it this game. Saquon's going to have about five hundred points. Robbie Anderson is going to be serviceable if you have to put him in there, but hopefully you don't have to. Uh, I'm with Goni in that I think Christian McCaffrey bounces back. I, they might just be kind of holding him back a little bit, you know. He 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 might just have some ring rust. He he has he's missed a lot of games over the last two seasons, and it might just take him a little bit to get into it. Like I said at the start of the episode, that he didn't practice today just because they were resting him. They're protecting their assets. Just don't worry, Christian McCaffrey. People, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna he's gonna be Christian McCaffrey this year. Are you all Are you all doing anything with Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, anything like that? He's he's not getting slotted in anywhere, is he? I mean, 
Kadarius Tony didn't even have a he didn't have a catch last week. Yeah, he didn't even have a target last week. <laughs> we all knew that Kenny was going to happen though. He had one good game and everybody like absolutely went nuts. Yeah, Kenny Galladay had he went two for twenty two on two targets. Richie James was actually the the man in the offense with five for fifty nine on six targets last week. And Saquon led the team in targets. So maybe they actually learned in the Daniel Jones era finally that they need to have the ball in Saquon's hands because Saquon in his rookie year was with Eli Manning, who was old, and just checked down to him, and he had a stellar year. He, he finished phenomenally, and you know their win-loss record reflected that. And it just hasn't been the same since. I, I know he's been injured, but whenever he's been on the field, you just never saw him get back to that receiving threshold that you like to see. So maybe they figured it out, uh, found the formula. It could also be because he's in the last year of his contract, so they're just going to use that man in just until he falls into the ground. Yeah, they have to. I, yeah, I, I like the under here. I, I think Richie James, you're not playing him, but... I don't think he's a bad guy to have. I mean, Sterling Shepard got the tutties in the big plays. But Brian Devil does like the slot, you know, and Wandale's hurt. Tony's like seventh on the depth chart. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's a healthy scratch here in a few weeks. Wandale was actually, he left the game last week with an injury, like almost immediately. So you don't like to see that, but we'll see how it goes i think if we see another steady target share for richie james he could be another kind of stash coming up on the waiver show next week we'll find out they could all right the last game for the one o'clock slot goni's patriots at the steelers the patriots are two-point favorites the over under is a very meager 40 once again i'll let goni uh, take the helm on this one. Uh, keep in mind, going before you talk, T.J. Watt, he's out. Yeah, T.J. Watt's out. I know, man. This The spread is, is not large. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots here solely on the basis that Mitch Trubisky is quarterbacking the other team. I like Bill Belichick and the defense to confuse him, force some turnovers, Najee's more than likely going to play, but uh, I like the rush defense against him. Uh, Najee, I, I have him in a league, and I am probably going to sit him this week. I'm probably going to sit him this week, which it's rough. Uh, another one where you know you drafted, you spent high draft capital on this man, and it's going to be a tough decision. You're going to sit him, or you're, you're really, I should say, you're going to play him if you want to play him, and nothing that I can tell you is going to, probably change your mind on it it's just the patriots run run defense is traditionally pretty good uh, and the steelers o-line is just bad this year their their whole offense was not great did you see the bengals game last week yeah. uh, i just look for more Hilarious. of the same from Najee. yeah i mean i, I just like i said I, I look for more of the same out of Najee this week against a strong patriots rush defense Mac Jones is looking like he's going to play. He had the back injury. He got the MRI, came back negative. So he will take the field. Uh, but, man, as far as options to play, I mean, you're firing up. I'm firing up Deontay Johnson, Wayne's boy, and Friar Muth. 
and then really anything else after that is a dart throw, and that includes Damian Harris and Ramondre for me. The Steelers defense, even without TJ Watt, is they're still a great unit. Make so, a make a Fitzpatrick is a dog back there. Yeah, dude. You start you start yeah, Jacoby. I'm not. I'm not. He'll he'll get some PPR points. The man hates to score touchdowns. He absolutely hates scoring touchdowns. I don't know what it is, but he he'll he'll probably get you about ten, maybe eleven or so. I, I just don't like it. it. It's a deep flex play. If you're in like a sixteen teamer, fire him up. <laughs> I, now that Tom Montgomery's out for a, a while, I think Ramondre might catch a few passes. I tried to call it last week. Tom Montgomery played, caught the touchdown pass, of course. I don't mind Ramondre. Uh, as a flex play, I love Pat Fryerman, though. I think he is the guy to have in this game. I like Deontay. Other than that, I'm not touching any Patriot. Wayne, are you? Uh, no. I have Ramondre Stevenson that I kind of stream uh, matchup to matchup, and I'm just uh, – I just I need to see a little bit of consistency before I trust him um, on a matchup basis. Uh, I'm with you. I think Fryermuth is is one of the must plays in here. Deontay Johnson. I I hope Mike Tomlin took Mitch Trubisky into a room with himself, uh, just them two, and he just played that Deontay Johnson sideline catch over and over and over again, and said he just he needs to be your first and second and third look because it doesn't matter if you give it in, get it in his vicinity. Look. And then rewind it and play it again, and then rewind it and play it again, and then rewind it and play it again, uh, to the tune of like this: this is your guy, like this is your guy. That if it looks like it's a throw that you might possibly be able to make, just go ahead and do it. So I'm I'm that looking for Deontay Johnson to have a good week this week. That went a completely different route in my mind when you said he takes him into a room, just those two. I thought you were going to finish that with and just beats him to death. So that way Kenny Pickett can play. Well, yeah. Let's go. Did, did, did you all see the Instagram post? I think it was Najee Harris that posted it, that Mike Tomlin bought everybody on the team a pair of black Air Forces. That's hilarious, bro. No, I did not. Did you, all see, you didn't see You got to look it up. Somebody posted it. Mike Tomlin bought everybody on the Steelers roster a pair of black forces. Um, if that 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 speaks to what type of team he wants, so you're right. It could have gone a different way just based on the gift uh, that he gave to his team. Hey, Goni, doesn't this yes, like a game where Belichick's going to run the ball 45 times and Pierre Strong's going to get 100 yards? Yeah, absolutely, dude. That JJ Taylor's going to have like eight receptions out of the backfield, looking like James White or something. Uh, yeah, I, I can 100 percent see that, man. I feel like it's going to be low scoring. <laughs> I, 40, 40 is the over-under. I'm probably still going to take the under. There will probably be some kind of ridiculous rain or, you know, Heinz, it's not even Heinz Field anymore. They renamed it. But it's going to be gross probably, nasty. I'm sure the forecast says it's going to be beautiful and sunny, but I just imagine these two teams meeting and it's just swampy and terrible and raining and they just keep running into each other and it's just going to be a low-scoring affair. Yeah, yeah did I love it. I love a Saints Patriots teaser, over under teaser here. The yeah, most- yeah, that sounds right. Didn't, oh, and it's I believe it's Acrisure Field now, not Heinz Field. Didn't they rename <laughs> the Bengals Stadium too? I don't think so. Am I just have they? Am I just making that up? I don't know. Let's let's take a look here. 
Mike Brown's cheap, so somebody offered him a sponsorship deal. He's taking it. it while you guys are looking that up, let's talk about Cincinnati. Just because we're close. <laughs> he refuses to get them an indoor practice. I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. You're right. It's Paycor Stadium now. Paycor Stadium. Wow. I was looking That's at that terrible. whenever you all uh, were hating on me for saying that I that I chose the wrong home team. I was looking at that, and I got to the Cincinnati game because I was triple-checking myself because I didn't want to mess it up. And I scrolled to the bottom, and it said, Paycor Stadium, Cincinnati. And I was like, uh... That's not how you spell Paul Brown Stadium. That's weird. <laughs> that's a weird way to spell Paul Brown. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, did so you made your pick? You're taking Patriots in the under. I don't think I made my pick. I'm gonna take Patriots and the over. Steelers under. Steelers under. All right. Fair. That is all the one o'clock games, boys. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything? Because we, uh, Bad Mob, we have our DFS lineup. Um, we were going to let you know how week one went, and we were going to let you know who this week's, uh, who we have for this week. We were going to, we're going to kind of, and I was talking about this pre-episode, but but this episode went by kind of fast, so I'll just kind of fill in fill in the mob a little bit. Little little informational ending here, if y'all don't mind. So every week, as you all know, we have a a terrible. We we took the six worst teams as far as uh, preseason Super Bowl odds are concerned. Uh, there's an episode that you can go check it out. Um, but we we drafted a fantasy team with just those six teams. Um, most fantasy points at the end of the season wins. It's not record. It's just overall points. And then out of those six teams, we did a snake draft, um, picking two of those teams. So based on kind of bye weeks, you know, how many games we're going to cover in the, in the Thursday episode and how many games we're going to cover in the Thursday episode, we're going to cover those games and we're going to split them as evenly as we can. And then depending on, you know, which episode has less games we'll cover you know the the what what do we call them the cra- the crappy team fantasy fantasy league i could have made it any better if i tried That's yeah that rolls off the tongue excellently <laughs> that's Quick. something easy to remember that the mad the, the ctfl the the ctf we we'll cover the ctfl uh the dfs um, the what happened the prior week, and then uh, our current lineup, and then I know we still want to take some Q and A's every now and then. So you might, you'll probably almost always get our DFS uh, lineup on the Thursday because we're going to wait as long as possible to to really submit those in. And I'm sorry, the Friday episode we record it Thursday, and it'll be posting Friday morning. Um, and the Thursday morning episode, um, we're probably going to start sneaking in our CTFL. Um, line up what they did last week and updating you all on the uh, total points. So that's probably what we're going to do. The ending, the ending might change a little bit. We might add Q and A to the end of the Thursday morning instead of the Friday morning. If you know the game split is is one sided one way or the other, but it's kind of where we're going. Uh, guys, anything to add? Any anything special? Anything spicy? I'm just I'm just looking forward to the game, man. Thursday night game. Banger. Banger, you're on first shift. This is your first Thursday night game you get to watch of the year. 
Yeah, I'm happy I only missed one football game so far this season, being the Bills-Rams last week. But I'm looking forward to hopefully being up by, like, 60 by by the end of Thursday night. Good news was it was less of a banger than you thought it was going to be. I still wanted to watch it. I know. I know. It was the first game of the year. I know I know it broke your heart. Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis didn't, though. Man, crossing your fingers for Gabe Davis that whole time. <laughs> All right, Mad Mob. Uh we will post another episode Friday morning covering the rest of the games and all the other aforementioned things. All NFL DJs for MVP. Mm-hmm.